On Enmeshed, we discuss crimes and situations that may be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Enmeshed, the show that reveals some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Enmeshed family members are fused together by unhealthy emotions instead of the strong bonds that signal a well-functioning family. Boundaries are blurred and unhealthy relationship patterns are formed. Hello and welcome to Enmeshed, the podcast that explores family relationships and crime. I'm Amanda. And I'm Pam. And today's case includes a harrowing 911 call, a dangerous biker gang, and a quadruple homicide. Today, we're talking about the murders of Johnny and Crystal Cariega and their sons Hunter Shop and Jonathan Higgins. This case revolves around drugs and greed with a lot of details that have yet to be discovered. So let's set the stage. On the evening of January 27, 2018, businessman Johnny Cariega answers his phone in Kitsap County, Washington State. Johnny owns a few different businesses, including a legal medical marijuana grow operation, a taco joint, and a coffee shop. That night, he's at home with his wife, Crystal, and her 16-year-old son from a previous relationship, Jonathan. They have some friends over who described Johnny as being in a good mood until taking that phone call. After he hung up, Johnny abruptly said he had to go meet somebody and that he would be back soon. It was after 8 o'clock at night. Johnny then drove to the Camp Union grocery store just a few minutes up the road. There, his truck could be seen on surveillance video with a silver Mercedes pulling up next to it. The two cars stay for a few minutes before Johnny returns home. Back at the house, when they see headlights coming down the driveway, Crystal remarks to her guests that Johnny must be home, but instead of coming inside, he heads to the detached garage. Evidently, someone was there with him, because one of their guests would later tell investigators that they could hear, quote, raised voices coming from the garage. The guests left, and that's the last time Crystal, Johnny, and Jonathan were seen alive. So just before 11.30 that night, a 911 call came into Kitsap Dispatch. 16-year-old Hunter Shop, Johnny's son from a previous relationship, had walked into a horror scene. Kitsap 911, reporting. Oh, my whole family shot. Me too. What's the address? What's the address? 
Authorities arrived to 13417 Tenino Drive West to find it engulfed in flames. Inside, they found the bodies of Crystal and the two 16-year-old boys, all of them shot to death. Authorities believe Hunter's call ended because someone had placed a pillow to the back of his head and fired a third and fatal shot into Hunter's head. The Kitsap County Fire Marshal's office said fire-starting logs had been placed on beds at opposite ends of the home and were likely soaked with diesel or another accelerant. Large rocks were thrown through the home's windows to help grow the fire. We can pretty confidently guess that the fire was started after everyone in the house was dead, since Hunter didn't mention it on the 911 call. And Johnny was nowhere to be found. The murder occurred on a Friday night, with the press almost immediately referring to Johnny as a missing person. After two days of searching, on Sunday, January 29th, Johnny's body was found in his burned-out truck on a rural tree farm about 15 minutes from his home. The fire had obliterated all evidence of what may have happened to Johnny in those two days that he was missing. From everything I read, it doesn't seem like investigators believed Johnny was behind the murders before they found his body. In so many cases, police immediately look at the husband or the father, particularly one that goes missing. But as we'll get into it later, it's likely the police knew there was more going on from the start. Along with that, investigators could surmise that robbery wasn't a motive either. As police searched the Cariega property, they found nearly $60,000 in cash and dozens of marijuana plants left undisturbed. So something else was definitely going on here. Another item to note, the tree farm where Johnny and his truck were found had a caretaker who would regularly walk through the property. He reported that the truck hadn't been there during his Saturday walkthrough. Police suspected Johnny had been kidnapped. So the question is, why murder Crystal and the boys, and why abduct Johnny? Not just why abduct Johnny, but literally how. He was kind of a big guy, so you have to imagine it'd be really difficult to contain him while killing his family, setting the house on fire, and kidnapping him. So not only was Johnny likely incapacitated in some fashion— but the amount of work it took to execute the family and set the house on fire points to more than one perpetrator. Let's take a quick break before diving into an investigation that takes almost six years to complete. Are you planning an event with audio and visual needs but are not sure where to start? Waves Entertainment can help. Waves Entertainment is your premier full-service management company with high-quality custom solutions for any size event. Whether you are planning a large festival or concert, a corporate meeting or wedding, Waves Entertainment will power your event to excellence. Our team of industry professionals work closely with your vision to ensure your audience hears every word, sees every detail, and remembers the experience. Our goal is to ensure your event is customized to fit your needs and provide professional-grade equipment to amplify your message. From live stage production and talent booking to vendor coordination, event staffing, and more, Waves Entertainment is your one-stop shop for the perfect event. 
visit our website, wavesentertainment.com, or give us a call at 704-662-2435. That's 704-662-2435. Waves Entertainment, powering your event to excellence. From the beginning, Kitsap County Police called in all the help they could get. They received help from the FBI as well as the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. They also assigned Detective Sergeant Lisa Gundrum of the Kitsap County Sheriff's Office to be a full-time investigator on the case. Also from the beginning, rumors flew around the community as to why the Cariega family would meet such an awful end. Some people online speculated the coffee shop and taco restaurant were fronts for an illicit drug ring, while others supposed that Johnny's legal grow operation was undercutting someone else's illegal business, making him a target. But the smoking gun wasn't marijuana. It was actually cocaine. In the course of their investigation, detectives found that Johnny had been trafficking cocaine in Washington from a family friend in California. The friend owned an auto shop and would use the hydraulic lifts to compress kilos of cocaine so tightly that it had to be broken up with a hammer. Remember that, because evidently that's kind of an unusual way to package coke, and Johnny was known for it. Months went by without much progress being made, or at least that's the way it seemed to the public. Periodically, investigators would release small details in a bid for help from the public, such as the surveillance video from Camp Union Grocery. Another video that lit up the tip line was of a dark-haired, bearded man walking into a local Target. The man was wearing a t-shirt bearing the colors of the Bandidos Motorcycle Club, an outlaw motorcycle gang that is second only in size to the Hells Angels. Founded in 1966 in Texas, the worldwide membership is between 2,000 and 2,500 members, with about 250 of them in Washington state. The FBI and CIA regard the Bandidos as a criminal organization known to run guns, traffic humans, deal drugs, and murder rivals. While these videos may have seemed like the police had little to go on, in reality, they were using these engagements with the media to draw out their suspects. That's right, they had a pretty good idea of who was behind the slayings and just needed to build an airtight case. So who did they suspect? First, let's talk about Danny J. Kelly Jr., who was named a suspect a year after the murders. Then 38 years old, Danny had been friends with Johnny for years even serving as best man in Johnny's first wedding. As a child, Hunter would call Danny uncle. Danny had sold pot for Johnny before the two had a falling out over money. Danny was the man in the Target video, wearing the Bandito's colors. There, he was buying a burner phone that he would use to communicate almost exclusively with Johnny just 12 days before the murders. He stopped using the phone altogether following the murders, even though his plan had several more months on it. I would say that's pretty suspect. At this time, Danny was what they call a prospect for the Banditos, meaning he was not yet a member. 
Initiated members are referred to as being fully patched, meaning they wear a jacket that has three specific patches on it. Banditos across the top, their logo in the middle, and then the name of the location where that member is from along the bottom. Danny wasn't yet fully patched, but he was being sponsored by someone who was. Bobby Watson, a man who Johnny Cariega had always clashed with. In addition, Bobby's brother, Johnny Watson, had a silver Mercedes. Because of cell phone and cell tower data, police had honed in on Danny pretty quickly, like I said. They were keeping an eye on him and strategically using the media to get under his skin. With each release, investigators found they were getting a reaction from their suspects. When the target video was released, they observed Danny pacing outside his house, visibly stressed. On the one-year anniversary of the murders, they released portions of the 911 call Hunter had made. Six days later, Johnny Watson's silver Mercedes was found in a river stripped of the seats, seatbelts, carpeting, and anything else that can harbor DNA. And despite a code of silence amongst the motorcycle gang, Bandito's members were quietly assisting police as well. Detective Sergeant Gundrum said, quote, They won't stand for a member who kills children and women, unquote. While surveilling the gang's activities, investigators were able to identify that tightly packed cocaine that Johnny was known for in Bobby Watson's possession. So what is Kitsap County's case against Danny Kelly and brothers Bobby and Johnny Watson? According to detectives, Johnny Cariega was selling cocaine to Bobby Watson through a friend. The friend decided he wasn't going to sell Bobby Coke anymore, so Johnny and Bobby were forced to interact with one another. Again, these were two men who were very volatile with one another. Right. So once when Johnny went to California to buy more Coke, Bobby allegedly followed, quote, right on his heels, intensifying the friction. In this time, Danny was being sponsored by Bobby as a prospect to join the Banditos, which put him in a vulnerable position as well, since he would have to do whatever Bobby or any other Bandito told him to do. Whether he bought that burner phone in order to keep tabs on Johnny for Bobby, or as a way to keep a line of communication open with Johnny that Bobby didn't know about, we don't know. So let's go over the night of the murders with these names in mind. We know that Johnny got a call that made him abruptly leave the house and go to Camp Union Grocery, where Johnny Watson's silver Mercedes sidled up to his truck. We know some men were arguing out in the garage after this meeting, and shortly thereafter, Crystal and Jonathan were shot to death. Hunter arrived home with pizza and was shot twice, making a 38-second 911 call before he was fatally shot in the head. It's possible the assailants believed they had killed him and then went searching for that $200,000 rumored to be hidden by Johnny Cariega under the house before realizing that Hunter was still alive. Then, the Watson brothers and Danny set the house on fire. Detectives say that while they did not find Danny or Bobby's DNA 
on the rocks they'd thrown through the windows to stoke the fire, they cannot yet rule out Johnny Watson's DNA. Danny was then spotted by a neighbor driving Johnny's truck with the Mercedes close behind. The neighbor was able to recognize Danny because he had lived with Johnny at that same property for a while years prior. Detectives say Bobby showed up at the home of a fellow Bandito member at almost 4 a.m., roughly four hours after the killings. He was not wearing pants and asked to borrow some. He washed his hands there and said he had been in a fight with a homeless black man. Later, he called 911 to report that a gun of his had been stolen from his truck several days earlier. Not only was it a 9mm Glock, the same kind used at the murder scene, but it's also suspicious to report a robbery several days later. Soon after, Bobby stopped going to work. Over the course of the next several months, he began depositing large sums of money into his accounts that could not be accounted for. Even though there were the rumors of the $200,000 hidden under the house, only about $60,000 had been recovered from the Cariego home. And then, of course, were brought back to that suspicious brick of cocaine. So that brings us to the coordinated arrests of Danny Kelly Jr., Bobby Watson, and Johnny Watson for the quadruple homicide of the Cariega family. It was slow going, but the three were finally arrested this past summer on June 6, 2022. Bobby was nabbed first, with Johnny Watson apprehended about an hour and a half later on his way to work, and finally Danny was arrested at his home about three hours after that. Over 70 law enforcement officers, including a SWAT team, the sheriff's office, and more, participated in this carefully orchestrated arrest to ensure that there were no easy exits or violent opportunities presented for these men. Investigators said the warrants listed 16 different felony charges for each person. The charges range from aggravated murder in the first degree, murder in the first degree, arson first degree, and burglary first degree. We have not been able to find much information on a trial, but we believe that the trial has been set for this fall. We do know that all three suspects have pled not guilty. Surprise, surprise. It had to have been an agonizing five years of waiting for the surviving family. But hopefully Detective Sergeant Gundrum's patience pays off in the end. It's worth noting detectives believe there's still one more crime scene to find, where Johnny was held and subsequently murdered. Their work isn't over, so we'll try to keep you updated as the trial progresses. Also, while Detective Sergeant Gundrum says that she does not believe this was the work of the Bandidos as an organization, she has warned that more arrests are coming. So people that lied to officers in the course of the investigation, beware. Hells yeah. If you have information regarding the Cariega case, please call the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI or 
1-800-273-5324. And that's a wrap. I would like to point out the excellent police work that took place in this case. The strategic nature of media and public inclusion was key in rounding up the suspects. I'm definitely looking forward to the outcome of this trial. We will see you next Monday for a brand new episode of Enmeshed. in season two, we're going to give shout outs to anybody that leaves us a five star review on our website or on any podcast forum that you listen to podcasts. If you leave us anything less than a five star review, we will not shout you out. (laughs) All right, continue. I just felt like that was necessary. Okay, so do we have a five star review? We do. I have our website pulled up right now. It is from Case W. Case, what did you have to say about us? Original and entertaining. These ladies are awesome. Would love to meet the voices of this thrilling and informative true crime podcast in person. Very nice. Thank you, Case. Thank you, Case. We appreciate the positive review. Thank you for listening. All of our sources are in today's show notes, as well as those important resources. You can find us at enmeshed underscore true crime podcast on Instagram or enmeshed true crime podcast on Facebook and let us know what you think. You can also get a behind the scenes look at the show and chat with us about any of the cases you've heard here or share case suggestions. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to keep up with Enmeshed, and join us every Monday for fresh takes on stale relationships. Enmeshed is an Oh No production. Oh No!